Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm, of course, his brother, Will Brueggemann. This is, of course, that very special time of year. The time that everyone, you know, looks forward to uh, throughout the entire year. We definitely do. Um, And it's not the holiday season. It's, in fact, Nintendo Month. I can't wait for this whole month. Now, as you guys, I don't know if you know this, but we looked on the calendar and we saw that there's actually five Mondays that fall in November this year. I think so, next year, too. So, yeah, literally the last day of November is a Monday. So we're actually going to be having five weeks of this wonderful tradition we do every year. So basically every single week during this month, we're going to have an episode that's about Nintendo music, either a particular game or a series or a composer, whatever it means, something in the world of Nintendo. And we're starting off the month with a look at the Mario Party series. I know those are really popular and fun games that a lot of people are into. And the music's actually quite good. And the thing that I'm really excited about, not just today, but this whole month, really, if I wanted to distill, like, what is Nintendo music? What makes it unique? It's just so fun and happy. It's just very bubbly and pleasing music. You know, there's a lot of music you hear nowadays in films and and games and TV and stuff that's just so epic and intense and, like, emotional. And one of the great things about Nintendo is while they, they still have those moments, an episode like today is all about light and bubbly fun. So I, I think it's just going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, I, I think what's fun about uh, Nintendo Month is we tend to start off with a topic that um, is just kind of fun, just focusing on the music, and then as we go throughout the month, uh, we get some of the heavy hitters. And I'm really excited about some of the things we have planned um, for the next couple weeks here. There's going to be, of course, some excellent music and, and just some background. You know, we've been doing this uh, every year of the podcast, so I think this is our, I believe this is our fourth Nintendo Month. I think so. Um almost enough to make a Nintendo year, but, <laughs> but no, w- the reason we do this is because, uh, all three of us, uh, the Brueggemann brothers, the Mercado bros, uh, we grew up playing Nintendo games. And I think it's no stretch of the imagination to say that it's because of composers like Koji Kondo and people like Shigeru Miyamoto that are the reason we grew up loving video games mm-hmm. and, loved video game music enough to even start a show like this so i think that's why we sort of do this little special tribute to nintendo every and the reason we do it on november is because that's typically when they have uh hardware yeah launches and i think the the first nintendo month we did uh corresponded with the release of the wii u that's true um and so it just sort of became a tradition and i, I don't know this is a pretty exciting part of the year and i feel like we we can't do it on uh december because you know that's of course owned by star wars um and that's gonna take up all <laughs> that's of disney's month right probably, that'll yeah. be the all disney episode <laughs> and no. i think there's something that happens on the 25th well let's but. talk about the first game so mario party is what we're talking about today we're gonna play entries we're gonna play music from six entries in this series and there's actually so far 10 i believe mario party 10 came out just this past year so we're gonna start all on the nintendo 64 (laughs) (laughs) all 10 of them almost oh gosh that's funny so we're gonna start off with the first game and it was composed by yasunori matsuda i think that i I don't know i'm always really surprised (laughs) and have to remind myself that he composed the first mario party title yeah yasunori matsuda known 
for his work on Chrono Trigger mm-hmm. and Chrono Cross. Uh, incredible soundtracks, a wonderful composer. Very different um, from Mario. <laughs> yeah, I think this is uh, a strange blip on so, his uh, discography. Yeah, one thing that we say. should all listen out for as we're going through this episode is let's try to think about in the context of Mario music, like mainline canon music, Koji Kondo stuff, how does this music relate? Um, not just is it better or worse, but what are some of the differences that you guys might hear? And we'll talk about this as we goes on. What kind of makes this Mario party music versus just Mario music? So you guys heard up top was playing the game, obviously featuring a little bit of a clever nod to the main Mario theme. Now we're going to move on to a track called Adventure Begins from Mario Party. Party. a nice little playful marsh to start off the episode. You guys are listening to Adventure Begins from Mario Party, composed by the wonderful Yasunori Mitsuda. Uh, Will, what are your thoughts on this track? You know, it's kind of a palate cleanser to get us into this month of fun Nintendo music. How does this relate to, you know, maybe the traditions that Koji Kondo established? Well, I think it's very uh, different from the outset. Uh, I think the the intention of this music is to just be kind of fun and silly mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I mean, it is Mario Party, where I think typically the goals for um, uh, the Mario music is to score the lively sort of action um, adventure platforming of those games. Um, I I do think it's always interesting when you have composers that... um, aren't exclusive to Nintendo, you know, people like Yoko Shimomura, for example, um, or, you know, people that just aren't as familiar with scoring for this series when they sort of take their stab on side projects. Uh, It's funny because this actually is very reminiscent to me of the music from, like, the Paper Mario Mario games, Super Mario RPG, the Mario and Luigi games. It's interesting how other outside composers, um, outside composers even to the company of Nintendo, such as Yoko Shimomura, Yasunori Mitsuda, seem to have the same types of solutions when they're given this challenge of, oh, okay, I have to do something in this world. Uh, you're right. It does remind me of Yoko Shimomura's music. Like, it's it's very fun, and it's, it's playful, and it fits a game like this, but it definitely establishes its own sound. It doesn't sound anything like the main series, you know? Well, and I, I actually do think that that fits. Uh, the Mario Party games mm-hmm. are completely different in terms of gameplay. You know, they're they're party games, so they're meant to be a little yeah. bit more carefree. Let's talk about that. And uh, tone-wise, I think this music is probably not going to be as versatile as, you know, in a Mario game, you you have under... You would go from this to, like, an underground level right. that's all of a sudden kind of spooky and scary. That's a good point, and- especially early on in the series. There's a lot less diversity. Most of it is this type of a tone... However, you will be surprised with there are you know these occasional like battle tracks and these really epic sounding tracks, especially later on in the series. So we are going to get some nice diversity today. But for the most part, this is kind of the tone because well, it's kind of like a virtual we'll board game is the idea. Yeah. So I feel like with some of the choices, particularly like those uh, woodwinds, it, you know, this track 
particularly features i mean this is the nintendo 64 but um it sort of features this uh bassoon and flute instrument Mm -hmm. and i think that type of uh woodwind sound is something i definitely don't associate with mario but i may associate it with kind of the maybe the las vegas kind of uh casino-y sound which is possibly there's some what uh which is possibly what Masuda was going for um, when trying to create the sense of sort of like a I board game. I can see game. that. There's also a lot of really tropical tracks that are more reminiscent of other kind of side games such as Mario Kart. And we've played some of those before on the podcast. We're going to move on to the one more track from the first game. This is Let's Go Lightly, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. <laughs> You guys are listening to Let's Go Lightly from Mario Party for the Nintendo 64, composed by Yasunori Mitsuda. Now, this is an interesting piece of music because this one does make some conscious effort to um, pay tribute to old Mario music. Very lightly. It's just sort of the end of the well, initial Mario. Let's phrase. Go Lightly? <laughs> Did you mean to say that? Very lightly. The name of this track, Let's Go Lightly. Oh, interesting. No, I, I th- it's it's very um, subtle. Uh, the uh, I, What I think it's sort of referencing is um, the... Sure. The map from Mario 3. In particularly this part of the melody. The initial phrase ends with the same run of notes. It could be a coincidence, but I kind of feel that it's sort of an intentional nod to uh, i think it's the fourth world map theme yeah from, uh, i think mario 3 there's some truth to that well i'm excited to move on to this composer i think he did the best work in the mario party series his name is ichiro shimakura he did some wonderful uh work on the series uh we're gonna move on we're gonna skip two and we're gonna go to three and we're gonna play quite a few tracks from three because this is such a great entry in the series has a lot of wonderful music let's start off with select file Again, this is for the Nintendo 64. I believe the last game for the Nintendo 64. So they had three of those entries on that system. Um, Again, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. Here we go.
a lot of very short music uh, near the top of this playlist. And that's fitting because this is a file select theme. This is select file from Mario Party 3 composed by Ichiro Shimakura. This is just, this feels so Nintendo to me. It doesn't necessarily feel Mario. I could feel this could fit in a lot of other series. It could fit in a Yoshi's game, a Kirby game. It's just very pleasing and, and relaxing background music. What do you think about this? Yeah, sure. I, I, I definitely think it's it's getting a little bit closer to the it um, is. main canon of uh Mario music not quite as melodically succinct but as far as some of the chord progressions and I even think these instruments are more becoming of the general Mario aesthetic mm -hmm. very cute and earnest and sweet and less kind of bombastic and silly yeah. um, which is what I think uh, that's kind of what I think of when I think of Mario Party is just like no holds barred really fun well, I think it's sort of more what uh, when people try to do impersonations of Nintendo it it comes across sure. sounding like Mario Party. It's like a caricature. Mario. It's a caricature of the music of Nintendo. Everything's sure. a little bit more cartoony. Yeah, you know, in the style of the you know you know when you think about uh, these games when they when they first came out for the Nintendo sixty four, people were still really excited about the idea of a three D Mario game. So you know right. the fact that you had those characters in three D and they looked good. Um, that was not to say that these games are entirely gimmicky but you know the fact that they were kind of riding off the excitement of that new era i think needs to be mentioned you know that's sure. kind of an important point you know the start of this series was in that time when that it was just in a very exciting time to be a mario well, fan and i think also the nintendo 64 was a huge console for multiplayer mm -hmm. and so uh mario party i think is i a sort of a premier nintendo effort for really having that like four sure. player simultaneous multiplayer uh the other thing uh similar to how we were talking about it as a caricature it's kind of like if you ever watch like a a tv show um or a cartoon or something and they're you know showing like characters playing video games right and how they approximate what video games are like but yeah i mean back in the day like let's say you're watching like the uh, this an episode of the simpsons or something and they're playing video games uh it's it's not going to be like actually pixelated and the music isn't right. actually going to be done in 8-bit but how they approximate it is it's sort of like, like a caricature and that's kind of how i i see this series approach on mario it's using um an outside harmonic language language completely different set of tools but mm -hmm. generally trying to convey um a few of the emotions that yeah you and, get in and speaking of games. emotions i'm excited to move on to this track this is the staff credits for mario party 3 composed by shimakura and this one is probably one of the more emotional sweet uh tracks that really gets much closer to some of the emotions that koji kondo and composers like him have given us throughout the year so this is a beautiful track staff credits for mario party 3 enjoy <laughs>
awesome stuff. And now it's moving on to another section. This is a really beautiful track. This is staff credits for Mario Party 3, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. So beautiful. And moments that feel right at home in the Mario series, and moments that feel a little bit different. You know, some of the different jazz chords that he goes to, uh, a little bit uh, kind of apart from the main series. In general, I'm really excited to focus on this music, because it's music that we haven't been able to feature on the podcast. But there's some great hidden gems in this series. I don't think Mario Party has as popular soundtracks as obviously you know like the Mario's the Zelda's the Kirby's you know things like that Um, even probably not as popular as like some of the sports games I know that Mario Tennis for example is just like a soundtrack that a lot of people are really into Mm -hmm. I don't hear as much love for the Mario Party music so I'm excited to focus on it since there's so many of them I think the sort of common consensus is that they're they're all all sort of similar and they're kind of throwaway what did you think about this track games yeah there were definitely moments of it that I was very drawn to I think Mm -hmm. always a challenge is uh Oftentimes, I prefer composers to not really even attempt uh, the Koji Kondo impression. Sure. Because if it re- if it really isn't you know holding its weight, I mean, I think there's times where it's incredibly successful, like Mahiro Yakoda, the end credits of Super <laughs> Mario Galaxy. It's like he's perfectly nailing um, the Koji Kondo Mario sound and almost. Um, overshadowing he's going Koji's in a new direction in a way yeah in that soundtrack it's incredible uh, but something like this where chord wise you know we're sort of getting there tone wise it, it feels right but just some of the melody notes don't feel as you know slaved over and as precise but if we take it uh, you know apart from that and not compare it yeah, to it's Koji very pretty Kondo, it's very pretty music and it's definitely very effective as you know for a credits especially yeah I think the tone wise in a in a broad sense it's it's very effective I I think it's just it like, works really well. <laughs> it, it's really hard. I, I that's what I really wouldn't recommend. And I feel yeah. like we could probably speak from with some sense of experience of sure. trying to write music in that Koji Kondo universe, and it's it's not an easy task. It's not something that you can do simply and have. Uh, it gets pretty results. hairy, and, and yeah, I, think, I think that does. goes to say anyone who's trying to create really memorable, um, thoughtful melodies, it's. It's not really an easy task. One thing that I noticed listening to this track is you get some sleigh bells in there and you get in general some winter vibes. Now guys, this is actually November. We're unfortunately we're we're getting into winter, so we're going to continue in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's getting already fairly cold here. So, now we're going to move on to another winter themed track. This is so much fun. This is Chilly Waters from Mario Party 3. <laughs> And hopefully you guys aren't confused. This is still from Mario Party 3. The staff credits was actually listed really early on on the soundtrack. That's why we played that where it is. But we're still in Mario Party 3 mode. And I'm glad because it's so wonderful. This is Chilly Waters composed by Ichiro 
Shimakura from Mario Party 3. This might be one of the strongest soundtracks in the series, I would say. This is a really fitting track. This really kind of feels like it would fit at home um, in any sort of winter-themed Nintendo level. You know, again, you know, it's hard to say what particular series sure, it's like from. Kirby or Kirby, something. Kirby, yeah. perfectly. Yeah, it's just, it has all those cliches that work, and, you know, if something works... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And yeah, that, that chord progression, which, um, I mean, we talk about it all the time, uh, but it's it's essentially, it's essentially a 1-4-5 chord progression yep. with the, um, uh, the, the bass note staying sort of as a pedal tone on the root. Mm-hmm. But what gives it sort of that Mario color to me is the addition of the major sevenths. Um, uh, sure. Sort of because instead of just a three-note chord with two voices moving up and down, sometimes they make it a four-note chord and three more voices are moving up and down. That's something that, to me, sounds a little bit more like uh, Mario or Mario Kart as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, Mario Kart is that. probably the other Mario subseries that this music shares maybe the most similarities to. Uh, it doesn't sound that much like Mario Tennis. You know, that stuff's a lot more rocking sure. than Matoy Sakuraba stuff. He does almost every entry in that series, which is very different, like way more different from Mario music than this series is. Uh, but I'm excited to move on to another track. This is Deep Blooper Sea. <laughs> fun track. You guys are listening to Deep Blooper Sea from Mario Party 3, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. What a wonderful track. I just think the melody is so great. That spacey lead with the portamento. I think the chord changes are wonderful. I just think this track is just firing on all cylinders. Yeah, there's a particular part of the melody uh, that reminds me of the Max Steiner theme to A Summer Place. Oh, um, Which is that da, 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 Sure. Yeah, I hear that. It was hard for that to not be a subconscious influence to this, probably, because it's so famous. Yeah. yeah, it's a wonderful melody, though. Yeah, great melodic contours and very pretty chords. A- another example of feeling sort of Nintendo-y and uh, <laughs> sort of Mario Kart-y in yeah. its harmony. But I love that track. That's so cool. All right, we're going to now move on to another awesome track. This is Woody Woods. Here we go. Woody 
love that track. You guys are listening to Woody Woods. Well, do you think this reminds you at all of the character Woody from Toy Story or not? I would say this reminds me very little of Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> this is a really cool track. Well, what are some of the things that, you know, maybe when we thought about, you know, what are the what's the chord language of Mario or Nintendo? What are some techniques that composers can can use? Like if you just want to give someone a very quick example. Sure. When I think of uh, Mario harmonically, I actually think um, it's usually more simple than you would think. Uh, I, I think sometimes chord... I think sometimes composers working on the Mario series tend to get a little bit more jazzy than Koji Kondo generally does. Um, What I think makes Mario music very lush and satisfying emotionally is that the harmony is really informed by the melody, and it's the interplay between the melody and the harmony. And when I think of the classic Mario tracks, there's really an economy of sound. There's not just these sort of pad chords being done in the background. So a lot of times you'll have sort of a melody that um, will be harmonized in a way that creates these sort of unique chord implications. Absolutely. It's funny. It's like I I feel like um, whenever people try to go for a Mario sound, there's two things things that they tend to do too much of one is i think uh chromaticism Mm -hmm. there tends to be too many like harmonized chromatic lines i'm not hearing that so much yeah not hearing it here which is interesting but that's typically something yeah that's really easy to forget of how simple koji kondo's music is right don't i mean that as a compliment you know really possibly simple it's impossibly simple and that is something that i think a lot of people and i think it's also the mario i i really don't think it has like one harmonic language like mario even going back to the original super mario brothers is one of the most versatile video games and that reminds me of uh, i think a long time ago we were on train station at eight and we were talking about what is mario music is it big band music no well i guess but oh it's also latin music right well no it's also right time yeah i think the other the other problem is when composers try to um too heavily create a pastiche to a pre-existing style so Mm -hmm. it's like oh mario is latin music and then the music that they create sounds too Latin and doesn't sound like Mario. You have or, to go like consequently sixty in percent direction. into that direction, but not all the way. Yeah, right. Well, I, guys, I think part of it is just the focus on melody and the 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 real earnest optimism of the music is just something mm-hmm. that can't be taken away. And I think that's why we point to things like Latin music and ragtime. I think it's actually less about the rhythmic elements and just more about the sure. emotional aspects of those music. Well, the last track uh, from Mario Party 3, and we will be moving on after this, don't worry. This is an ending piece of music. It's called The End. Let's take a listen.
You guys are listening to The End from Mario Party 3, composed by Ichiro Shimakura. That's the last track we're going to play from this soundtrack. A very nice, simple melody, and it's kind of a good way to sum up his work on the soundtrack. I think uh, what works about this music is that it's very simple, it's very immediate. Uh, it's kind of supposed to be in the background, which is definitely perfect for, you know, a game that's like a virtual board game, you know? The music doesn't have um, quite as much of a primary role in a game like this than it does as like a mainline Mario game. You know, it's really just supposed to be relaxing music so that you're enjoying playing this. Yeah, that's the funny thing about video games is really it's not until very recently that the aesthetic qualities of film music and video game music have become so similar. Because, I mean, you think of a film, if, if music like this was in a movie, it would be, not only would it be present in foreground, it would be way too present. You know, it's, it's like, it's kind of interesting how video games for the longest time <laughs> were just allowed to have this bubbly, inviting, infectious kind of music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, no one had any problems with it. Where, um, I mean, even I think of the heyday of film music, uh, typically there's never something this sort of cutesy sure. and silly and fun, even in cartoon music, you know? I, I, I think that really is the, the biggest difference between video games and, and films, and yeah. I think a large part of that has to do with the Japanese influence. Well, now I'm excited to finally move away from this system. We're going to go to the GameCube now, to the first uh, entry on that system. This is Mario Party 4. It's the same composer. It's Ichiro Shamakura, and it's this week's... Track of the week. First track we're going to play for Mario Party 4 is called Toad's Midway Madness, which is the first map theme of the game. Enjoy. guys are listening to Toad's Midway Madness, which is the map one theme from Mario Party 4, composed once again by Ichiro Shamakura. It's this week's track of the week. It's a very nostalgic, sentimental piece of music that feels right at home in the Nintendo series. Again, you have that Mario Kart kind of chord progression, uh, you know, from something like Koopa Troopa Beach. You hear it all the time in this series. Uh, particularly in these side kind of games. You hear it a lot in these, you know, something like Mario Kart or Mario Party. You hear it sometimes in the mainline series, but... Well, I think it really just comes out of, uh, you know, like the Mario 3 map thing. Yeah, ba da da ba da 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 Which isn't really that chord progression, but it has this that sort of function. This section here, is this ever beautiful? This reminds me of a lot of the public domain music that you happen to enjoy from the 50s. 
Sure, yeah, some similar chord progressions. Uh, that sort of jazz language I've been noticing um, all over uh, this whole episode yeah. today. Um, that actually, that stuff kind of reminds me more of kind of the sonic language, particularly like okay. the post Sonic Three era sonic music um, i could see that particularly like the instrumental stuff like something like emerald coast from sonic adventure comes to mind with that type of chord progression again I, when i think of you know traditional mario it's usually not that jazzy right uh though maybe the one instance i could think of would be like the mario world uh end credits but even that it's it's it feels not kind so of big much, band yeah it's not so much you know big you know jazzy minor seventh chords and stuff in these like jazz it's inversions. like show tune jazz. Yeah, it's very fun. Again, it's that kind of earnest quality. I think the jazz music that Koji Kondo responds to is like early, early jazz music, like Dixieland or honestly like Ragtime. Yeah. And I think it's the nature of that harmony is a little bit more simple. It's not as blues influenced and it's a little bit more positive. Uh, and, and I think that's really at the heart of Mario music. Well, now we're going to move on to the third map theme in Mario Party 4. This is Shy Guys Jungle Jam. track you guys are listening to shy guys jungle jam from mario party 4 nice change of pace you know not quite as cutesy as most of the music that we've heard today you get a little bit more um, intensity with this one just fitting for the jungle because you know you're gonna probably be facing some some different type of foes than you would in you know toad's midway madness map i'm sure there's going to be a little bit more you know as you're moving on in the game there's going to be more different obstacles and i think uh this definitely you know with the african drums with the congas obviously you're getting uh kind of those jungle elements in there that you'd expect to hear but i think the melody is is a little bit more inspired than i was maybe first expecting when i saw this title i was like shy guys jungle jam i kind of just expected it to be totally stereotypical and run-of-the-mill and it's a little bit more than meets the eye i would say to this one i think it's pretty cool Sure, yeah. I, I particularly enjoy when this composer, other composers and side games like this can sort of do something all their own and mm-hmm. not really feel burdened by, you know, the if there is such a thing as a Nintendo sound or really kind of the overarching influence of Koji Kondo and the mainline Mario Well, this series. track reminded me a lot more, actually, of the Pokemon, some of the Pokemon battle music. Sure, Which yeah. is interesting. Uh, we're going to play one more track from Mario Party 4 before we move on, and there were a lot of games on the GameCube, so don't don't worry. Um, we're going to play a track. This is the staff roll. This is Many Thanks from Mario Party 4. Here we go. Thank you. 
you guys are listening to the staff role for Mario Party 4, I really think that Shomacore does a really good job with staff roles in this series. This is Many Thanks for Mario Party 4. Very pretty. Very pleasing. Yeah, very sweet uh, chord progressions. Really fun. What's the next soundtrack? I'm glad that that's the last staff role we're going to play because sometimes you can only handle so many staff roles before they all start to jumble together. So we're going to move on to Mario Party 5. And this was a soundtrack composed by Aya Tanaka who at this point you know, in the series was a newcomer. Um, it's credited also to Koji Kondo. He did not work on the soundtrack, but obviously his music is, is featured in various rearrangements and remixes. So we're going to play a track called Inside the Dream from Mario Party 5. beautiful you guys are listening to inside the dream from mario party 5 and we're definitely getting a little bit of a different style here it's a different composer than we've heard so far this is aya tanaka here uh for the gamecube will what are your thoughts on this how does maybe this um let's first just talk about the you know the previous tracks by that other composer uh is there anything you're hearing that's kind of different about this or does it feel like it's just kind of par for the course for mario party well i think it's hard to say uh I don't feel um, confident enough to say I know the other composer's style just because we mm-hmm. listen to those, you know, four or five tracks. Um, that being said, this definitely is different. I mean, almost all those chords had a very jazzy um, chord language, mm-hmm. and uh, this obviously isn't like this. This actually reminds me, it sort of feels like a precursor to. Super Mario Galaxy, both with that kind of harpy delay and the atmospheric That's so quality funny you say of that. it, mixed with the sort of tuneful, very colorful, you know, harmony language. That's so funny you say that because the next track we're going to play from Mario Party 5 is called Space Match. And I was so excited to include this because this was before Mario Galaxy, but it was another composer set with the idea of what would Mario in space sound like? So this is basically a stage or a board or a map where Mario's in space. And hearing how this composer, Aya Tanaka, um, approached that is something that is very similar to Mario Galaxy. So I always like when that happens. You know, before that game came out, this was something that no one really paid attention to. It's just, a you know, an obscure track for Mario Party. Who's going to talk about it? But if you would put this in the Mario Galaxy series, I think it would actually fit in, uh, you know, using kind of more a bigger kind of a grander sound with orchestral instruments is, you know, what Aya Tanaka thought of as well for this. So let's take a listen to Space Match from Mario Party 5.
good track there. That is Space Match from Mario Party 5, composed by Aya Tanaka. And really, to my ear, I'm hearing a lot of similar techniques that, you know, the Mario Galaxy series uses musically. Funny? It's so cool. And this came out in 2003. So I just love that idea. And it's not, there's no mystery here. What it is, is it's a composer faced with a, a very specific task of, oh, Mario in space. Oh, what if it was like a kind of an orchestra? That's a very natural inkling to have. Sure. And it's... It's so cool to hear this. Yeah, I think there's probably a couple reasons why a composer would go that route. I think part of it is the way that space is depicted in cinema. cinema. Yeah. You know, as being this very exciting place where adventures can happen, as opposed to this kind of Oh, do they ever. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, I mean, I, to me, I mean, I think there's sort of like an obvious general uh, John Williams influence, not in a very specific um way melodically or mm -hmm. harmonically but just in terms of doing a very symphonic orchestral the thing. overall tone and of I, it. I am reminded of john williams because of how uh, this composer uses that sort of xylophone sure instrument bit of i think bit of it, bit of it, yeah that's that combined with the sort of flourishy brass um was probably uh, aya tanaka's idea of sort of what the sound of space would be like in an orchestral sense. To me, I, I think um, I'm more interested in sort of why some of the chords really remind me of Mario Galaxy, which is this interesting which is this interesting style because it doesn't feel like traditional film music or any kind of tradition of symphonic music, but it's really not jazzy either. It doesn't use a lot of, you know, add seven, add nine chords or anything. Um, but it, it does sort of use a lot of borrowed chords and you get that, um, flat six, flat seven formula all over the place here, which sure. it's interesting though. It's like, I, I'm, I'm so confident that there would never have been any sort of discussion between this composer no, and, no, you know, no. Mihiro Yakoda or Koji And she Kondo. probably, she probably never even for one second thought about, oh, this, she, oh, it's just another track in the game. You right. Know? But I do think it's interesting. I think that's one of the things that shows that there's something, um, almost true about music where it's like yeah where your instincts lead you to a certain direction some of it is contextual i think the choosing to do the orchestral thing is contextual mm -hmm. but as far as the specifics and the harmony i think that's just an innate aspect of music that you know we can all hear the same thing and maybe we disagree slightly about something but it's giving us the same general feeling sure. and i think it's cool to see multiple composers tasked with uh, the same or a well, similar especially, issue and approach it in the same well way. not only is it giving us the same feeling but uh we've all seen the same movies right we've all been experienced with you know hearing those famous soundtracks you can't help but have that inside your brain when you're thinking about space okay space. Right, but, that, but that's what i'm saying it's like yeah sure some of it is contextual like the fact to use the orchestra or whatever to mm -hmm. score space in but that even way. some but of the as intervals far as, as far as the, the openness you know but as far as the chords I, I really think there is something kind of innate about that i mean you could keep going back well why did those original composers mm -hmm. score space in this way it's like the you know, I mean, right, Holst right. wasn't making the planets for a movie. Uh, that's just what he kind of... Eventually, you, what, yeah, what you're saying is eventually there was a point where someone kind of just naturally did that and they weren't thinking about 
context. They weren't really inspired by anything. They were just thinking what naturally well, And I think that's the innate like part space. of music. And that's why it's like in order to listen to a piece of music like this, you don't need to know music history. You don't need to have listened to any of that other stuff. You know, you, there could be someone who's maybe five years old and they've never seen a space movie. They're still going to get never the same feelings It's from like it. this, it, it feels the same. Good point. Well, that was fun. Now we're going to move on. We're going to skip six. Um, you know, nothing against it. Just nothing really that stood out to me from that soundtrack. We're going to move on to seven and we're going to play one track from this soundtrack. This is, I believe, the last uh, entry for the GameCube, if I'm not mistaken. This is Sail the Canals. And this soundtrack was composed by Hironabo Yahada, Shinya Otuga, as well as Ichiro Shimakuro. Let's take a listen to Sail the Canals. track you guys are listening to sail the canals from mario party 7 really nice european sound this reminds me a little bit of mario sunshine uh just kind of the general tone of it you know the use of the accordion uh i think this is a really effective track not only how it's composing the melody's good the chord choice is good how it's implemented here it's really sounding much better than some of that early gamecube late n64 general midi this feels like like a really like a proper arrangement of this it's not really lacking that much in the technical department i think this is cool what, what do you think about this track well yeah it was particularly one over by this sort of bridge section um that's trying to sort of sound like the tremolo mandolin um, and it has it's sort of the section in minor which is a nice little contrast and I, I think it's kind of interesting because um, I think Marty said this when we were doing our Koji Kondo episode but uh, even though Mario's Italian there's very few pieces of music in the entire series that are Italian yeah. that have any kind of Italian sound or influence to them at all and maybe the one that you could think about w- would be something like in Sunshine you know like yeah. the Isle Delfino theme um, but even that you know not necessarily and this particularly feels like it's trying to evoke that Italian which is so sound cool. specifically which, I love it yeah it's fun well now we're gonna move on to the Wii and we'll skip eight which was the first soundtrack for the Wii and we're gonna go on to nine which I thought was wonderful I thought nine was one of the strongest soundtracks in the series as well and it's also worth noting we should give a shout out that Hudson was the company that pretty much developed all these games so nice job Hudson on you know just giving people hours of fun for years and years and years everything from I think the first game probably came out in around 98 or so and now it's 2005 15 and we got the 10th installment so they're just going yeah, strong I mean, it's probably given me uh minutes of fun <laughs> if not minute it's uh, given me definitely minutes i think i've played a couple mario party games each for maybe about five minutes each i was like all right i think uh, i think i'm done here 
I don't really like taking turns in video games. No, um, that's why I, that's why I can't really get into RPGs because when it comes to the fighting and it's like, now I'm going to punch you and then I'm going to sit here and wait for you to punch me. It doesn't yeah, make. I'm, I'm going to back sense. away from this because I think you may get assassinated for saying that. Oh no, that's okay. It's just my opinion. Well, now we're going to move on to Mario Party Nine, and here are the composers we have on this game. And this is again for the Wii. We have Toshiki Aida and Rosuki Asami. We're going to take a listen to Toad Road. that track really i'm a big fan of again you know the unique use of jazz in not just the series but this soundtrack really kind of establishes its own sound from everything you've heard before which is good because you can't just keep doing the same things over and over and over again and you know a soundtrack that comes out and uh, i assume this was maybe like 2012 or 13 or something uh it needs to sound different than something in 1998 so finally this soundtrack why i really appreciated it is it really kind of felt like it was taking the mario party series in a new direction and again, I really enjoy this one. Not, not like there's this long-standing tradition where people are like, oh, the Mario Party music. But, you know, it's just like you hear a lot of similar things over and over again. And one of the reasons why I skipped certain soundtracks is because really there was nothing new happening. And now this is a time when there's just a lot of life injected. I think this is just wonderful. Well, I'll tell you, this sounds like Mario to me. It uh, does. Harmonized... Um Harmonized melodies chord with, there. you know, just parallel thirds to me is a very kind of Mario thing. Also, uh, the rhythms of that B section feel right. I mean, it, it's not exactly, you know, Kochi Kondo or well, anything. Well, I just love that he put a dance beat behind this. Yeah, it's, it's really catchy. It's very cute. This would be great in sort of like a modern Yoshi game, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now we're going to move on to the last track we'll talk about today. This is Extra Mini Game, once again, from Mario Party 8. Enjoy, guys.
another really cool track. You guys are listening to Extra Minigame from Mario Party 9, composed by Toshiki Aida and Rasuki Asami. Really good Dixieland. Like clarinet line is super authentic, and I just think this is a really catchy track. And in some ways, it kind of sums up the whole series, because this does remind me of a lot of the other tracks we heard today. And yeah, really, this is a series that's not subtle. It's very over-the-top. It's very bombastic and cartoony. But I think it's a nice way to kind of get into this month. I think as we go in this month, we're going to get a little bit more... um, um, kind of diverse, you know, we're going to have a little bit more diverse playlists, I think, you know, as we go on. Well, yeah, I think to me, uh, it's kind of like if you're having a debate with someone or an argument with someone and they make an assertion that you sort of disagree with, but in order to convince them, you start by agreeing with them and sure. say, okay, let's say this, yeah. but then what about this? You know, it's like I, whenever people are, you know, say something critical about John Williams, you know, all his music sounds the same. The, I don't start off saying, no, of course not, what's wrong with you? I start off saying, okay, but even if you, let's say that you want to ignore Star Wars and Superman and Indiana Jones, what about something like Schindler's List? And, and to me, that's kind of like what this is. It's that first part in an argument. It's like, okay, you think Nintendo music's all just silly and goofy like mm-hmm. this? That's fine, but come back next week to see what we've got in Absolutely. store. So we're really excited, not only for next week, but for the next four weeks of wonderful Nintendo music. And we really don't need to apologize, because everybody loves this stuff. I mean, this is some of the best music. When you think about video game music, Nintendo is one of the heavy hitters and consistently to this day, wonderful soundtracks. You know, music is never something that people are disappointed with Nintendo. It's always the other parts of the games. I... I don't want to hype it up too much, but I feel like our next two episodes may be, be our best our best episodes yet. Um, so I'm incredibly excited. They're going to be really cool, uh, yeah. In, in typical Nintendo Month fashion, we don't like to give away what next week's episode is, but hopefully that plug will be enough for you to come back if you weren't planning on doing so already. Long Thank you episodes. so much for joining us today. This has been so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been it's a blast. It's great to start off another Nintendo Month. It, just a fun little tidbit. Carl and I are actually recording this uh, together again. Yeah, and we'll most of the episodes this for month... for your uh, fall break. Yeah, most of the episodes we'll do this month will be be together it yeah, just so it just, happens you I'm have a lot going on in the cities to come back for on these yeah, weekends we're we're um we're doing another panel at gamers rhapsody mm-hmm. this year so that's pretty exciting and Very yeah fun. hopefully next week we'll give you more information about that if you're in the twin cities the you know saint paul area absolutely um so we're gonna play you out with a track from mario party 9 called called bowser jr's mad and will do you want to do your little weekly plug of uh reminding people how they can get in touch with us and find our um music and stuff i i sure can (laughs) um never mind (laughs) (laughs) you weren't enthusiastic about it so let's just screw it i don't know no no let's do it uh so once again you can find every episode of this show along with all of our original music at supermarcadobros.com uh our show is also on iTunes. Um, most of you that are listening probably already know this, <laughs> but something that you may not be aware of is that you can rate and review our show, and it actually yes. helps a great deal because it lets us know uh, what we're doing right. Um, mm-hmm. But also, uh, it helps us bring the show to the attention of potential new listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I, one thing I just want to say again, uh, you guys, the fans, you're such a great 
group we really enjoy all the yeah, conversations the on fans. social media I'm confident um, we have the best <laughs> <laughs> social media you know different uh emails we're constantly getting emails and letters uh another big thanks to all of our patreon supporters we've been getting some really exciting episode suggestions for those of you that have pledged i think it was like the six dollar yeah mark. absolutely so so those uh one of the rewards we offer on patreon is the ability for you to suggest an episode topic that we have to commit to to recording what we do is we typically have people suggest a couple so that you know we have some options where if they just give us cruise in usa it would really suck if we had to do that um but no so far they've all been great and actually next month you know this whole month we have this nintendo stuff but starting in december we're going to be uh doing i think the first one of those patreon suggested episodes so and that's going to be something that i just really look forward to because so far all the suggestions we've gotten are just incredibly the other thing if you've uh donated one of the one of the tiers is that you get access to exclusive content um, which will so be coming we we've already i think sent out uh yeah, the we initial sent out batch of thing but now we're going to uh do a few you know exclusive bonus episode type things but. absolutely so that stuff is coming uh guys one other thing i want to plug is i released a new album last week called tone bank which was a album i made uh recorded from a ca- old casio keyboard that we grew up playing so that was a nice nostalgic album if you haven't heard that episode uh if you haven't heard that album feel free to check it out we also released a bonus episode last week where i um played the music from it so hope you guys enjoy that we're gonna be back with you next week for more awesome nintendo music once again my name is carl brueggemann i'm his brother will brueggemann have a great week everybody peace out <laughs>